0: Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for men in their 40s who want to improve their health through nutrition and fitness. This is episode 129, and on today's episode, we are going to be discussing oxygen therapy using Henshaw Hyperbaric Chambers. Hyperbaric chambers are used in recovery, healing, and the optimization of health. Joining me is Jeff Hope, one of the founders of the Wellness Tree Group, who supply Henshaw Hyperbaric. Wellness Tree is a company devoted to good health and quality of life. Their mission is to inspire and empower people to reach and maintain their optimal health. But before we get into the episode today, guys, I just want to take a moment to thank the show's sponsors, Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens was created by its founder, Chris, after years of gut health issues that left him facing a health crisis with no solutions in sight. Despite his best efforts to maintain a balanced and nourishing diet, Chris's body struggled to absorb and synthesize nutrients. Chris developed Athletic Greens with a mission of creating the highest efficacy and bioavailable nutritionally complete supplement to help your body function as it's supposed to, no matter your age or activity level. Now, as many of you know who are regular listeners of the podcast, I'm a huge advocate of making sure do you get all of your nutrients from your food? But that's not always possible with our busy lives um, and we don't always have the opportunity to eat the most nutritionally complete meal. So I take Athletic Greens as a bit of an insurance policy to make sure that I'm getting all the vitamins and minerals in my daily diet. It has over 75 different vitamins, minerals and probiotics which are nourishing for the gut and the body. So they are offering listeners of the podcast 10% 10% off their first order. So if you head over to athleticgreens.com forward slash Fitter Healthier Dad, you can claim 10% off your first order. Hey, Jeff, thanks very much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you?
1: I'm very good, Darren. Thanks for inviting me on. And uh, yeah, everything's good. Uh, it's been an interesting time for everybody, I think, over the last yeah. couple of years. But um, I think we're, we're moving in the right direction and business is good.
0: Good. Excellent. Well, I'm really pleased that you agreed to come on today because as, as we were talking before we started recording, um, this is a really interesting um, area um, for many, many different reasons. So so we'll get into that, Jeff. But for people that haven't come across you, Henshaw Hyperbarics, can you give us a bit of background, Jeff, on how they've come to be about
1: today? Yeah, absolutely. Well, if you go back 14 years Uh, myself and uh, other partners got together and formed the Wellness Tree Group. Um, And the Wellness Tree Group is basically about the vital elements of light, air, water, and earth to empower people to reach and maintain optimal health. So underneath each one of those vital elements, uh, whether it's water whether it's air, in this particular case, air, uh, that's a brand called Henshaw Hyperbarics. And Henshaw, the actual name itself, came from uh, Nathaniel uh, Henshaw, who made the first hyperbaric chamber back in 1662. Wow, okay. So they actually went back that far. Wow! Great big metal tanks, and uh, they'd use um, organ bellows, believe it or not, to be able to pressurize them. And he was a physician, saw benefits in pressurizing right back then. So it was kind of mainstream medicine quite some time ago. From there, uh, Henshaw was born about three years ago. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here we are in the UK talking about it, uh, offices down in Sussex with an experience centre there. And so really the link has been very much with the United States. Uh, We work with some top doctors out there. They're about 10 years ahead of us uh, when it comes to that. Their health system is a little bit different, the way they work uh, with insurance and MDs. And so we got to learn a lot about it, saw the efficacy behind it, and that's when it was all launched here in the United Kingdom. And here we are today uh, with uh, many hundred, you know, hundred plus uh, changes out there. People are using.
0: Excellent. So, I mean, that yeah, it's really interesting, and I think, um, you know, it for for people that are in the health optimization space, it's um, it's well known. But I guess for people in the wider public, it's probably Mm. something that kind of looks and feels a little bit like a, a spaceship. So can you kind of, uh, and, and to be honest, when you shared there about it coming back to 1663, I think you said, I mean, that's really mind-blowing, to be honest. Um, so it just shows how far we are actually behind. But I mean, for, for people that have not no idea what a hyperbaric chamber is, can you kind of explain what it is and what it does?
1: It, absolutely. And to keep it really simple... For example, uh, a lot of the soft shell chambers, so you have soft shell and then you have hard shell made of metal steel, soft shell made of urethane. And basically, uh, one of the easiest ways to put it over was that um, in the USA, under the Food and Drugs Administration, the FDA, a soft hyperbaric chamber is actually cleared for use for altitude sickness, So where the air was thin for these climbers, they would get in this bag called a gamo bag and they'd have a kind of foot pump and they pump air into it, but the person is inside the bag. Right. So the whole principle of this is it allowed, uh, it allowed the person in the bag to get a lot more oxygen dissolving into the liquid and plasma of the body. How does that happen? You've got to look at two laws, really Boyle's law and Henry's law. And the simple, most important part that anybody should take away from this uh, podcast today is of what those laws are, which simply is that a gas dissolves into liquid under pressure. Right. So a bit like if you had a lemonade a bottle from the supermarket and you shake it up, as long as the lid's on, you can't see all those bubbles, thousands, millions of bubbles until you take the lid off and it goes everywhere. Well, the principle is quite simply that with hyperbaric oxygen, the gas is oxygen and the liquid is the cerebral spinal fluid of your brain and spinal cord, the plasma moving around your body with your blood and your lymph. All of that becomes super saturated in oxygen if you're in a pressurized bag or a pressurized vessel. right? And so it doesn't treat anything per se, but of course the body to make energy, uh, one of the most important ways it does that, it takes carbon in food and it, and it combusts with oxygen. And yep. within the mitochondria in the cells, it produces ATP, a fancy word for energy, is energy adenosine triphosphate, so we get masses of extra energy and the body uses that extra energy right. for accelerated recovery and repair and off-label if you like or that there are copious numbers of studies you can find on various websites and links i can cover later uh, to see those studies that have been done over the years
0: yeah it's it's very interesting and like you say you know it is um I guess there's a, a couple of laws there as you mentioned but it is kind of fairly straightforward in in kind of the process and what it does but why do you think it's now kind of in 2021 2022 that this is becoming more mainstream so to speak why why now
1: yeah, I think the internet has played a big part in that people's uh, using it uh in 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 a way to uh, find out more, find out more about ways they can look after their health. I think the pandemic has supercharged that as well, Yeah, you know, uh, without getting into... Uh, some of the challenges people are having right now with some chronic health problems, getting the, to the, the doctors and getting through, I think they are looking for um, other ways that they can take uh, some control of their own health. So that, that has something to do with it. I think also the fact that there are more and more studies coming out of, especially the United States, yeah. uh, out of Israel as well. You only have to look at the Daily Mail or the Telegraph over the last few months, and you'll find uh, write ups in there about Alzheimer's about anti aging telomeres, there's a lot more mainstream tabloid uh, information available about hyperbaric. And so the question, you know, and if people are now uh, searching Uh, They can find centers. I mean, there are a lot of MS centers across the United Kingdom. I think there's about 60 of them uh, that have um, these hyperbaric chambers in and more and more clinics are opening every day. So I think we're not, um, you know, I think it's not a revolution in health with hyperbaric, but certainly it's an evolution right now where we are becoming more aware of something that was mainstream maybe back in 1662
0: yeah i think i think you're absolutely right i think we have you know over the last two years definitely you know obviously health has been a big been a big magnifying glass focused on it and i i feel that you know the the approach that we have to health um in the uk is is, and i guess globally really is is that we fix it whereas actually what you really need to do is is continually maintain it um so obviously you know the 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 hyperbaric chambers are are a, a method of doing that, but people listening to this I just some some might be into sport some might not be into sport the kind of various different i guess use cases for the chamber you obviously highlighted some there with with alzheimer's and sports recovery Mm -hmm. um what kind of use cases and what would kind of i guess lead you to wanting to try it if you had a specific issue
1: Um, What would lead you to try it? I I think uh, if I'm uh, reading the question correctly, I think uh, let's just take, for example, fitter, healthier dads. Yeah. Um, You know that people get to a point in their lives and I'm coming up for 60 this year and I get some serious aches and pains, but I still want to keep up that level of, of, of playing tennis and doing the sports that I do yeah uh, so we are looking much more and something you may have touched on there I'm not necessarily looking to take a, a pill as such or have an operation I'd yeah. like to support my body's only nature ability to do what it can do and oxygen is a great way to do that there are a lot of studies that show whether it's down to Chronic health, uh, it can be down to a lack of oxygen in the body. There's no question that if we use uh, therapies, I like to say therapies that replicate the best in nature through mm. technology, it could be a far infrared sauna, for example, which helps us to detox. And yes. so we're looking at things like light therapy, uh, again, which uh, there are certain nanometers and wavelengths that are very beneficial. Oxygen is a real simple one because mm. all we're talking about here is quite simply lying inside a bag, a vessel, that's got the windows on it, and letting that extra oxygen work in in the body. I think you had touched on something very uh, important just now. I think the way we've been looking at our our health is symptomatic. I've got a symptom, treat the symptom. Whereas now we're looking at how about getting to the cause. And by supporting the body in that way, We sometimes don't know what's going on in our bodies, but giving it a ton of extra oxygen, it uses that, to maybe repair accelerated heal and maybe work on some things that other things that are happening in the body. We don't even know about, but supporting the body, because we can get on a spiral downwards sometimes with chronic fatigue. It's going to help with all those kind of things, not forgetting COVID long COVID as well. There's some yep. great studies on that. So I don't know if that answers the question. Yeah, no, it, you know.
0: it definitely does. And, and it, and it kind of leads me on on to another question really. And that is, you know, we, there's a lot of focus currently on breath work, isn't there? And um, hmm. you know, making sure that we breathe in optimally, which is obviously a method for getting, you know, um, oxygen into the body.
1: Wind so off and all that,
0: yes, yeah. So, so, so when we're when we're talking about the hyperbaric chamber, then um, you know, obviously that is t- to my mind, and I'm based on what I know, is a limited knowledge, but kind of that's it. That's kind of increasing the amount of oxygen that you can get hmm. into the body mm. into the blood flow and so right. if if we're looking at that you know gen our general lifestyle i guess or lifestyle factors are contributing to maybe not an optimal level of oxygen in the bloodstream maybe we're not active enough um, maybe mm. we're not breathing correctly so mm. people that are considering this you know what are the what kind of effects do they feel kind of mm. when they when they come out of the chamber what what kind of things are happening there
1: and that varies massively, because right. everybody's cellular terrain, age, the way they've lived, the way they respond to certain therapies is different. So yeah. everybody does. I mean, some people come out after a one hour session in there, and it's a hallelujah moment, you right. know, they're clear thinking, and they've had, a, they've had an exceptional response. Mm. Other people who have chronic conditions, it might be 10 therapies, it might be more before they start to see some benefits. Mm. So it really does does vary you know some people have got uh, health conditions or injuries that they've had for many many years right and we're very clear to say to people this is not an overnight quick fix no. but the fact you're getting you know many you know two three hundred percent more oxygen in your liquid and plasma of the body and the cerebral spinal fluid of the brain you're going to gradually get benefits. But I'd say the important thing and what the, how the studies are moving forward is it's more about going in at safe pressures. Yep. It, it used to be you had to go in super deep. Now it's about going in at safer depths and pressures, but going in more regularly. So you get a more compounded effect. So in answering your question, you know, we breathe in, you know, there's 21% oxygen. Uh, We're breathing in 21% oxygen, and we breathe out in every breath about 16% oxygen. So we're only using about 6% of that oxygen on every breath to top up the hemoglobin in the red blood cells. We're in this continuous top up. Of course, when you go into a hyperbaric chamber, uh, we also have extra oxygen that you can breathe through a mask or through a cannula and get that extra oxygen. A lot of people will say, oh, I felt a little bit lightheaded because they've got that extra amount of oxygen in the body but i must handle expectations we, yeah. we 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 know it's delivering all that extra oxygen but some people won't feel the benefit straight away they'll feel it over time whereas others will respond a lot lot quicker but overall you know the studies and efficacy are there for people to to as a standard especially for chronic health they should be doing 40 sessions so wow. that gives you an idea. That's for yeah. chronic health. Yeah. It's general health and well-being and maybe the kind of thing that a lot of folks are listening to this wanted for. Going in a couple of times a week or three times a week as I do. I have one just upstairs here. Uh, it, a great way for me. I, I, I notice it more when I don't go in. Right. My head starts to fog or it takes a little. I have more aches and pains. Yeah. So there you go. You can also get the response by when you don't go in, you feel the difference.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and what I wanted to just dig into a little bit there is around our mitochondria, obviously that our uh, little energy plants that, mm. uh, that are embedded within the cells. So yeah. I'm assuming then, but by using the hyperbaric, that enhances um, the mitochondria within those cells to be able to be more efficient, more optimized, or what what's the, the correct uh yeah. process?
1: That, that is absolutely right. And again, everything I'm saying is supported by efficacy. It is supported by studies. But when you introduce all that extra oxygen into the body, as I say, it does combust uh, with food. That's uh, what happens within the mitochondrial uh, the powerhouse of the cell is yep. producing a lot, lot more energy, which the body then uses for that accelerated recovery and repair. You know, there's everything from wound healing uh, th- there are so many different aspects that have ex- showed that accelerated healing through oxygen, you know, yeah. But also they could be too much of a good thing as well. I mean, right. water, is, water is vital for us, but you can drown in water. Uh, right. Oxygen is very, very good for us. And that's why we prefer uh, to talk about those uh chambers especially if it's used in the home it's a soft shell safe chamber you're getting regular doses in there safely uh but but uh, getting that uh, overall effect. it's like somebody coming and doing the roadworks outside your house yeah only turn up once a month it's going to take forever if they do do it more regularly you're going to get the see the benefits of it quicker same with oxygen and hyperbaric
0: yeah absolutely so if we move then on to injuries because you know a lot of dads, a lot of men in their forty start to get back problems, and mm. I've actually got an injury myself at the moment from from running. Um, so we're talking about using the hyperbaric to optimize our recovery. Can you explain to me exactly? Obviously, the body's trying to repair itself, isn't it, under yeah. natural, natural, mm. um, a natural process? Yeah. So when you're going into the hyperbaric, and obviously you're getting that increased amount of oxygen. What's that actually doing to help um, improve the recovery? Does it speed up recovery, or does it just Im- improve it?
1: Very, very much so. It is the accelerated recovery which right. is the the big thing behind hyperbaric. A lot of people say it helps to enhance. But the, the Johnny May, for example, if um, uh, is an advocate of hyperbaric. He has the Henshaw. Uh, Hyperbaric units. In fact, it's interesting because uh uh, just to answer your question, concussion, for example, has become a a big problem in sports, you know, and of course Mm -hmm. linked to traumatic brain injury and all that kind of stuff. And there's something called head for heads for change, or heading for change, if you like, head for change. And that uh is 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 something that we've concentrated on with Alex Poppin, Johnny May, uh, and um also interesting enough, Anna Wynne Jones, uh the Welsh captain. Uh, for the uh, Welsh Rugby uh, Union as well. And they are using it very definitely. They have an injury on the field, whether it's a dislocated shoulder, cruciate knee, knee ligament uh, damage, at Alan Wynne-Jones. And they will literally get it, almost live in this chamber. So they're going up to twice a day, a morning and an evening, because in, and instead of taking, say, for example, two months to get back on the field, as with Alan Wynne-Jones, he's back up and running literally in 10 days. And that's how right. he managed to do the Six Nations and actually get straight on a plane and go down to South Africa as well for the year. Uh, and yet he, he, he had a, uh, a damage to his body, but mm-hmm. uh, in his words, took uh, about a, a quarter of the time, if, if, if not less, to heal. Oh, so, right. Wow. Because everybody wants it immediately, don't <laughs> yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know, that's where the more you do it, The quicker you're going to get that uh, response and that accelerated healing and repair.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And that, I mean, that makes perfect, perfect sense. But I guess, I guess a caveat around this as well, though, is that, is to say, I guess, is that everybody's different, right? And it depends Mm. on the injury and things like that. And it's very much not a one size fits all.
1: No, you're absolutely right. And if somebody's had a car crash and broken every bone in their body, Mm. there, you know, it's possible they would need to go in at a, at a, a deeper level a deeper chamber and get greater saturation of oxygen into the bone because that's dense deep yeah. tissue. And we, you know, you've got to get that oxygen in deeper, whereas the brain of course is much softer. Mm. Uh, so yes, again, there are different protocols and so forth for people, but, but overall, you know, get in there as regularly as you can get the compounded effects of that extra oxygen in the body, which the body just uses you know, it wants that extra oxygen to be able to accelerate the recovery. So I know I'm keep asking probably answering the question the same way. It really no, is that's that fine. but it is that simple. Yeah. You know, you get in into a bag, you've got a pump, you get the, the air in there to pressurize it, you feed some extra oxygen in, which they breathe in at that point, and you let let the recovery start at that point it's
0: broken so in terms of the various different chambers then jeff that that um henshaw have obviously you've got various different chambers from the soft shells to the hard shells mm. what's the actual difference between the various different chambers and kind of what uh, in what kind of situation would you use the different chambers
1: okay so certainly for our sports professionals and athletes uh for use at home um and for folks who are dealing with you know general health and well-being certainly they're using the soft shell chambers right and and they'll be going into a chamber at 1.3 ata which is right. absolute atmospheres what that really means is it's the 0.3 means it's about three same as three meters under sea level would right be the kind of pressure and what you would feel as that pressurizes is is your ears equalizing there's no other Uh, real uh, discomfort from that it's rather Mm -hmm. like getting an airplane and your ears equalizing exactly the same in a a hyperbaric chamber as well so the soft shell is is a huge market Uh, it works quite simply with zips that close Mm -hmm. uh, and in between uh, two zips there'll be um, if you like a seal and Mm -hmm. that gets caught in between two zips as you pressurize it it forms a seal and starts to pressurize and then when you get to that three meters under sea level or about four and a half pounds per square inch, that is 11 feet under sea level. Yeah. A couple of automatic valves, uh, one slightly after the other will open when you're at pressure. So you don't mm-hmm. have to remember uh, to to or stop yourself from overpressurizing. They'll open and then you lie there for an hour or so, 45 minutes to an hour and just get your breathing in all that extra oxygen into your body. You you tend to see the hard shell chambers will go deeper, right? Um, you know you start to see hard shells coming in at one point five mm-hmm. ATA five meters under sea level, and you can go up to two, three, four, five, six. I mean you you know it goes back to deep sea divers. You know yeah. they have to go in super deep, or they use them to get get over the bends if they come up too quickly. Mm-hmm. But generally for therapy, um, there's a sweet spot with a lot of the studies at 280A, absolute atmosphere, about 10 10 meters under sea level. And the Henshaw Chambers will go up to that and will make them beyond if people need them. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and you're looking uh, at some of the Israel studies, for example, when they talked about telomeres, they did Mm -hmm. those studies at 280A. And right. some of those uh, Alzheimer's and so forth may be more around the 1.6. So they're finding sweet spots of pressure uh, at different levels. And that's really where the uh, uh, I think a lot of the research is happening right now. But, yeah, um, yeah it, it, no need to go. Once you start going deep over 1.5, certainly over 2 ATA, you start to come across things like oxidative stress, Uh, nitrogen bubbles uh, start to build up and we you need to start taking the mask off and and uh, having air breaks and uh, that that becomes a little more complex Uh, we don't go uh, too far into that because it's not necessary to do so in most cases
0: right okay that makes perfect sense so in terms of where these are available then Jeff you know if if you don't have a, a soft shell henshaw at home um, where generally are these, these the the hyperbaric chambers available? Are you finding you're supplying?
1: Very good question, uh, Darren. And more and more, although I have to say demand is still outweighing supply, mm-hmm. is that new centres are opening now. These can be existing therapies. it could be existing spas or gyms, chiropractors, mm-hmm. colonic hydrotherapists. And all these therapists now are looking for, uh, not alternative, for complementary equipment to support it. And we hear a lot about cryotherapy these days, and we hear Mm. about fine for red saunas, other things that the Wellness Treat uh, does. Um, But uh, so what you'll see is you'll see these oxygen therapy uh, chambers uh, appearing in more and more health. Uh, clinics mm. across the united kingdom and again that's tenfold in the united states it, it's quite right. huge massage therapists are, are using them so you could go online and in a lot of a lot of cases you'll put in hyperbaric oxygen clinics and it'll mm-hmm. bring up and on a monthly basis it's fair to say there are more and more i yeah. think we've got we've got a few in london uh Mm -hmm. right now and in the major cities and it's growing so that's generally uh what will happen if we don't have one in that area they'll they'll rent or they'll have to travel that much further to buy the center
0: yeah there's still
1: more to be done
0: (laughs) yeah absolutely i mean i think yeah i think it's very fascinating and i think just from a general wellness perspective outside of kind of health and fitness i think that, you know there would benefit a lot of people i think particularly as we get over that magic number of 40 years old and uh, and things like that so so jeff if that you were thinking
1: ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah if you were thinking about investing for one of these for at home for convenience and obviously so that you could be in there more frequently In terms of an investment, Jeff, um, Mm. and size-wise, what what kind of space would we need and what kind of investment would would we need to make?
1: Yeah, I mean, the chambers themselves in the soft shell, um, if you're looking for something that's going to give you a good warranty where you can get up to five-year warranty and you you have a support and service um, and backup that you need and a quality product that's going to last a good 20 years, you would expect to pay anything from about... Uh, 13,000 up to maybe 22,000 in the soft shell range. Mm -hmm. Um, But also we do recommend people look out for possible rental options where you can purchase. That's something that Henshaw does. Mm -hmm. So it does allow you to try it, test it, because it's still a a big investment. Though it it is an investment for life, quite literally, uh, it's good that people can try it. Uh, test it maybe for up to six months and still put 100% towards that purchase price. So those are the kind of things that we make it easier for both businesses from a cash flow point of view or for use in the home. As far as the space that they use, um, chambers are either about five and a half feet long. uh, Most of them are about seven feet long. Okay. um, Okay, And then the width of them is anything from two and a half to three feet wide. Uh, And they've got a couple of pieces of equipment that come with them, Darren, which are about a a foot square. Mm -hmm. So in fairness, you know, you could have a room that, say, for example, uh, seven feet by six feet. And you could get our recline chamber in there quite nicely at five and a half feet long by uh, two and a half feet wide or something more along the lines of eight or nine feet room by six feet wide. So that's the space. People will put them in bedrooms, sitting rooms, conservatories, anywhere that they've got some space uh, in the house. And they're pretty quiet as well.
0: Yeah. okay. And that was that was going to be my last question, actually, in terms of the oxygen supply. Then, Jeff, Hmm. how is the oxygen supply? Do you need a great big red oxygen cylinder in the corner of the room or exactly how does it work?
1: Well, of course, if we went back about 40 years, yeah, you'd have had oxygen cylinders and fire safety, and the fire brigade would have been on edge the whole time anybody yeah. switched one on, but not anymore. Technologies move forward, and we have something called an oxygen concentrator. Right. And what that quite simply does is it has membrane filters inside. It's a piece of equipment that's about two and a half feet high, about a foot square. And what it does is it takes the uh, 21% oxygen in the ambient air yeah uh, and it filters out the 78% nitrogen and mm-hmm. a couple of percent of other gases as well and so it filters those out and 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 basically delivers concentrated oxygen you know up around about the 85 to 90% of oxygen is what a concentrator will produce and right. a lot of them will produce over 20,000 hours of that extra wow. oxygen very safely to the person inside the pipe goes inside the chamber and inside through a cannula on the nose or yep. possibly a small breathing mask the person's directly breathing the concentrated oxygen from that concentrator so now you're getting an extra dose of oxygen and you're pressurized to that, as I mentioned, 1.33 meters under sea level by a separate compressor, which which pumps the air in and keeps that constant pressure in it. Those valves open at the end. So you've got to, it's flushing all the time. You're always clearing out carbon dioxide, any excess carbon dioxide, oxygen, nitrogen is being uh, basically uh, filtered out, or if you like, um, cleaned out through the filters and you're getting that that, uh, oxygen. Which you're breathing in at the same time, and that's the therapy.
0: Yeah, I mean it's it's it sounds very simple and straightforward, Jeff. To be honest, but it obviously can have a huge positive impact on various different mm. areas of of people's health, whether that's from an injury recovery, whether so that's you know kind of preventing serious illness, or just general health and well being. So I think it's it's super interesting and fascinating, and I, I really appreciate you coming on to the podcast today. So. How can people find out more about Hyperbaric in general, your Hyperbaric? What's your kind of um, social media handles and and all your kind of websites where people can find out more?
1: Absolutely. Well, certainly uh, it's good to go on to Uh That's uh, a website that shows all the different models from the recline uh, that you can sit in and almost have a first class seat experience in a recline yeah. chamber to a lay down chamber. The different pressures we now have uh, for, for sports and athletes um, and um, we have Henshaw Sport. .co.uk. Right. That's, a, that's a great website as, as well. And you can see Alex Poppin on there. You can see Johnny May. You can see the advocates and the athletes. Uh, you'll see Dr. Scott Share, uh, one of the leading hyperbaric doctors from the United States, interviewing with Alex Poppin. So there's some great information on the website. ThewellnessTreeGroup.com itself that whole umbrella if you like the main yep. company where you could go on and also see those fine for red saunas the light therapy systems and more the combined approach right to, for, for reaching and maintaining optimal health i know weight loss is important for your clients and the fine for red full spectrum saunas are all there as well um so yeah we're on social media hence your is on social media as well so we're out there got a team of about 20 people we are on a farm uh, not far from Billingshurst in west sussex right. you can come and even come to the experience center a converted cow shed may i say <laughs> and uh, you can come and see the chambers the fire for us. everything is set up and you can see it and experience it for yourself
0: yeah fantastic and uh, yeah you've got me intrigued uh, uh jeff that uh, i may make the trip down to have a look and, uh, and experience it for myself so You're more
1: than welcome we'd love um, to see you
0: yeah, thank you very much again for coming on today. And yeah, I recommend all the guys go and check out HengealHyperbaric.co.uk to get more information, and also the sport website as well because that's slightly different. Mm. Um, but yeah, thanks very much for coming on uh, again today, today, Jeff. And I look forward to speaking to you in the future.
1: Sounds good, Darren, and good luck with fitter, healthier dads. I'm one of them.
0: <laughs> thanks, Jeff.
1: Take care. Bye.
0: Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fitter, Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe and I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes and a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com.